Hello and welcome back to the Help Yourself First Aid podcast, your go-to resource for essential first aid knowledge. I'm your paramedic host, TJ, and today we'll be discussing different types of breathing difficulties. If this is your first visit to the Help Yourself podcast, you're more than welcome to listen to this episode. However, we've numbered the podcasts so you can listen to them in order. So you can utilize the different frameworks we use to make it super easy for you guys to remember what to do in an emergency or when you're under pressure. As a reminder, we use assess, diagnose, treat and dispose as the overall framework and breathing, bleeding, burns and bones to remember the order of importance when assessing and treating a casualty. Look back to previous episodes so you can get the full benefit of this teaching. Also, coming soon, we're going to launch a very special community just for you Help Yourself First Aid podcast listeners. It will be an online community. I don't want to give too much away, but there will be more bonus content for members. Listen out for this in future episodes. Anyway, on with the show. And as I said, today we're talking about assessing breathing problems. Just before we dive in, if you're ever unsure about anyone that you're treating, always get an immediate care professional who can guide you through what to do. And in an, and in an emergency, always call 999. Right, let's dive in. There was one time I was working on a response car and I was called to someone that was choking in an Italian restaurant. I made significant progress as the call was upgraded to a cardiac arrest. As I got there, the maitre d' said, there's a doctor doing CPR, which reassured me a little. I got to the patient and there was a well-dressed gentleman doing pretty good chest compressions on the patient. I introduced myself and asked the gentleman what the situation was. I'm doing CPR, he shouted as if I couldn't see what was going on. Thanks, doc, I said. Was there anything significant in your initial assessment? As I continued to get my kit ready, I'm doing CPR, he shouted again, clearly panicked in the situation. I thought I might be on my own to a certain extent here. I asked him what the airway assessment was like, and you guessed it, he shouted, I'm doing CPR. I started my own ABC assessment and saw a huge chunk of Italian sausage stuck in the patient's throat. Aha, I thought as I started to judiciously get my McGill's forceps, trying to fish this piece of pork out. No luck. The forceps weren't gripping on the offending piece of stuck meat, so I fished it out with my finger and thumbs. <coughs> Went the patient, taking a massive gulp of air. By this time, my backup ambulance was just coming through the door. So we stabilised the patient and got him ready for hospital transport. The patient's partner came up to me and said, thank you for your help and thank goodness for the doctor. He saved their life. Hang on, I thought. Who pulled the sodding chunk of meat out to let him breathe? Never mind. The patient lived and that's the main thing. Simple actions like removing airway blockages save lives and you can be a lifesaver as well by knowing what to do. Listen on for more info about breathing difficulties. They can arise from various conditions, so it's crucial to assess the situation using Dr. ABC. That's danger, response, airway and breathing, and responding accordingly, as I just did in the example I used. 
Before we delve into treatments and care pathways, let's talk about assessing and diagnosing breathing difficulties. When assessing someone experiencing breathing difficulties, it's essential to quickly quickly determine whether it's a mild or severe issue. Look for signs such as rapid breathing, wheezing, breathlessness, inability to speak in full sentences and a bluish tinge to the lips or face. Remember, when we breathe in, we inhale oxygen. This goes into the lungs and is transferred into the bloodstream. This then gets pumped around the body to the organs, including the skin. And TJ's top useless fact for the day, the skin is the largest organ in the body. There you go. If there's not enough oxygen in the blood, the skin goes pale. And in really severe cases, can cause blueness, sometimes called cyanosis, in the extremities, like the fingertips, lips or earlobes. It's a really good sign that there's not enough oxygen in the body. Once you've assessed the severity and called for help if needed, it's time for a diagnosis. Remember, you're not immediate care professionals, but you can provide some really good information. Common breathing difficulties include asthma, choking, anaphylaxis, which is a severe allergic reaction, and pneumothorax, which is a collapsed lung. We'll talk a little bit about these issues presently and go into each one in detail in future episodes. For now, here's a synopsis. If you suspect asthma, you might notice wheezing, a tight chest, and the person might use their own inhaler. If someone's choking, they may be clutching their throat, unable to speak or breathe, and may have a weak cough. A good question to ask if someone can't speak is, are you choking? Sounds obvious, but when you think about it, First aid is a lot of common sense once you've been taught it. Anaphylaxis presents with symptoms such as difficulty breathing, swelling of the face, lips and tongue, along with a skin rash and a drop in blood pressure. And in the case of a pneumothorax, look for sudden chest pain, shortness of breath and decreased breath sounds on one side. Now we've covered assessment and diagnosis, let's discuss treatments and care pathways for these conditions. For asthma, remember the two puffs of blue approach. If someone has their own inhaler, assist them to take two puffs, ensuring a 30 second gap between each puff. Make sure they sit upright, take slow breaths and continue monitoring their condition while awaiting professional help. In the case of choking, encourage them to cough forcefully first and then perform five back slaps if the person becomes unable to breathe cough or speak while exhibiting choking signs. After each back slap between the shoulder blades, check to see if the offending item has gone. After five back slaps, if they're still having severe difficulty breathing, administer abdominal thrusts. Clench your dominant hand, put your other hand over the end where the little finger is, then from behind the patient, place it just under the breastbone, then pull in and up towards the chest. Recheck the airway to see if the object has been removed, then do this up to five times if it hasn't. Then call for an ambulance and start again for another two cycles of this procedure, back slaps and abdominal thrusts. For anaphylaxis, recognise the severity by the presence of life-threatening symptoms. Immediately call emergency services and, if you can, administer an adrenaline auto-injector. 
Carefully read the instructions and keep the fingers and thumbs curled around the outside of the auto-injector, not the ends. Assist the patient with their prescribed medication while they wait for professional medical assistance. <laughs> Lastly, if you suspect a pneumothorax, again, call for immediate care as quickly as possible. Help the person sit upright and support them. Don't intervene by yourself. Medical professionals will assess and provide suitable care. This is one where the best first aid is reassurance and a calming presence, so oxygen demand is reduced. Remember, these care pathways are for informational purposes only. You can use them uh, with no problem at all, but always prioritise your safety and call for immediate care via 999 as soon as your doctor ABC assessment shows there's a life-threatening problem. That's it for today's episode on different types of breathing difficulties. Stay calm, assess the severity and act accordingly based on the situation. In general, sitting someone up is best if they're conscious. Then treat according to what your history tells you. Don't forget, history is half your diagnosis and what your initial assessment tells you. As always, consult with healthcare professionals for specific advice and further understanding. Don't forget to leave us a comment below to tell us what you'd like to hear on the show. If you like what you're hearing, as well as commenting, you can also subscribe or follow us and give us a big old thumbs up. Thanks for tuning in to help this, to the Help Yourself First Aid podcast. Hope you found this information useful. Stay safe and remember, knowledge and preparedness can make all the difference. See you next time. Cheers.